the age of gods had died, and all that was left behind was the ruined cathedral that was once the symbol of the dominion they held over the world. Ornstein stayed through the collapse to protect the cathedral of Anne Orlando. But for how long would this former knight of the great Lord Gwyn and first knight of the son's firstborn himself stay fallen from glory with no true duty? Certainly not forever, and certainly not to his death. As he set aside his bequeathed sliver of Gwyn's own soul, and set out to find his former master and friend, the Firstborn. Sleep well, and allow me to tell you the tale of a knight who left Anne Orlando behind in search of his true master, Lord Gwyn's Firstborn. And in finding him, just may have became the very storm drake that the nameless king rides upon. Now, the first question that needs to be answered is, but wait, we killed Ornstein in Dark Souls 1. How can he now be a dragon? Which is a great question, and I believe I have an answer that makes the most sense. If we read the Dragon Slayer's armor in Dark Souls 3, it says, Golden Lion Armor associated with Dragon Slayer Ornstein from the Age of Gods, and imbued with the strength of lightning. In the Dragonless Age, this knight who long guarded the ruined cathedral left the land in search of the Nameless King. Now, that alone tells us that Ornstein left the cathedral, but I don't think it's in an attempt to retcon what happened in Dark Souls 1. Dark Souls really is just incredibly ambiguous. I think the most logical conclusion is the Ornstein we killed in one was just an illusion. The soul of Ornstein reads, Soul of Ornstein, Dragonslayer Knight who guards the cathedral in the forsaken city of Anne Orlando. Special beings have special souls. Lord Gwyn granted this soul to his four most trusted knights. So, Ornstein was given a piece of Lord Gwyn's soul, as Gwyn did with a lot of his close companions and confidants. A piece of Lord Gwyn's soul could likely make a pretty powerful illusion. And Orlando is already being run by the master illusionist Gwendolyn, and a majority of the enemies we fight there are illusions anyway, per them disappearing after striking Guinevere and the illusion being broken. So, would it really be hard to believe that Gwendolyn could make a powerful illusion of Ornstein with a piece of his father's soul? To me, that makes a lot more sense than the idea that that part of the series was retconned. The Dragon Torso Stone reads, Stone imbued with the power of the everlasting dragons, used in a secret rite by dragon worshippers. From ancient times, the path of dragon worship was walked by warriors. 
It is said they envision Archdragon Peak in the depths of their meditation. And at times, they even hear the distant sound of the great bell at the peak. The Path of Dragon was, or is, a secret rite, potentially even developed by the Firstborn, who's probably the most prominent figure to align themselves with the ancient dragons. But that's neither here nor there. What's interesting, though, is the secrecy behind the rite. Even getting to Archdragon Peak requires practicing the Path of the Dragon by meditating to get there. Now, whether Archdragon Peak is an actual physical place or were led there by some intense chi-powered meditation is another rabbit hole will unfortunately not be entertaining in this video. But it seems evident that we know Ornstein followed the path of the dragon. We know he was looking initially for the Firstborn, who resides at Archdragon Peak. And we find Ornstein's weapon and armor there as well. Which has to conclude that he made it to Archdragon Peak. Which, again, could only be achieved by being a dragon-worshipping Path of the Dragon follower. What's even more interesting is the manner in which we find Ornstein's equipment. Now, usually we'll take someone's armor off of their corpse, or perhaps out of a chest, but not this time. We find Ornstein's spear and his armor simply tossed to the ground, not placed with care into a chest for safekeeping off of a corpse that could potentially be his? No, we find them on the ground. Which, to me, is quite indicative of a single thing. The path of the dragon. You see, in order to use the dragon stones to attempt to transform yourself into a dragon, you can't be wearing any armor. So, we know Ornstein went searching for his old master by following the path of the dragon. And then we see his weapons and armor simply discarded aside. To me, this can only be seen as a sign that Ornstein fully followed the path of the dragon. Now, some would argue that Ornstein was searching for the Firstborn to kill him for betraying the gods and allying with what was once their sworn enemy. But I don't think that's the case. If we follow the Warriors of Sunlight, the same warriors the Firstborn still watches over, we can receive the Sacred Oath Miracle, which reads... This is the tale of the son's firstborn, his faithful first knight, and the brave dragon slayer who served them both. Now, this could be about two or three people. It's worded slightly ambiguous. It could be about the firstborn, his first knight, and the brave dragon slayer. Or it could be that the first knight is the brave dragon slayer, 
and that they both served the son and his firstborn. But I guess that's not super important. What is, however, is the faithful first knight of the firstborn. Which, I'm sure at this point you could guess, is Ornstein. But let's read the Leo ring just to confirm it. It reads, Ring associated with Dragonslayer Ornstein, one of the four knights of Gwyn, the first lord. Ornstein was the first knight of the sun's eldestborn, and his cross spear is said to have pierced scales made of stone. So, Ornstein is indeed the firstborn's first knight. But what is important is that even after all this time, Sacred Oath still describes Ornstein as being faithful to the firstborn. So, to me, Ornstein left Anorlando because he longed to be with his leader and friend again, not in order to kill him. But all of this, of course, isn't indicative of Ornstein becoming the very storm drake that the firstborn rides into battle. There is something I want to reference, though, that I think could peg Ornstein as the storm drake. It's the description of both the storm curved sword and the lightning storm miracle, and their subtle differences. The storm curved sword reads, The Nameless King, ally of the ancient dragons, fought beside the storm drake in countless battles. When the great beast fell, the king claimed his soul, as was the custom in the Age of Gods. And the lightning storm miracle reads, Once a slayer of dragons, the former king and war god tamed a storm drake, on which he led a lifetime of battle. This miracle is likely the tale of their bond. Now, the differences I want to know are the references to where the firstborn fought with the storm drake. Initially, it was the firstborn fought beside the storm drake in countless battles. Then, in the description that references him taming the Stormdrake, it mentions he fought battles on the dragon. Now, in reference to the idea of Ornstein being the Stormdrake, these differences can be important. Fighting beside could be in reference to the many battles fought during the Age of Ancients, in which the Firstborn and Ornstein were slaying the ancient dragons. When he tamed the Storm Drake, or perhaps when he convinced his friend and former first knight of his own convictions, Ornstein joined him again, taking the path of dragons to become a powerful ally on which the firstborn could fight battle on. Maybe Ornstein took his path because his weapons and armor were originally imbued with lightning, a tool for fighting dragons and without it he wouldn't be nearly as powerful. And with it, his purpose was to hunt dragons. So his course of action was to regain power by becoming what he was once sworn to fight. 
and the lightning storm miracle being the tale of their bond can be seen on display when the storm drake falls and the firstborn claims his soul and power. We can see the lightning that was there before unleashed in an even mightier storm. Perhaps claiming Ornstein's soul collected whatever was left from his being imbued with lightning, making the firstborns even more powerful. But of course, the witch dragon is Ornstein is largely speculation on my part. He could potentially be any of the dragons we see at Archdragon Peak. And my second guess would even be the ancient wyvern that you have to go through before reaching the firstborn. But I do think Ornstein following his old master and friend to Archdragon Peak Practicing his principles, allying himself with old enemies, and taking the path of the dragon to become what he once hunted is incredibly implied. <laughs>